This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team, and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machines firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Business Machine. I'm your host, Brian Town, CEO of Michigan Creative and also the host of The Business Machine, but you guys know that. Today, again, I'm going to say this, and I always say it, but I'm really excited today because this guy really has a lot of things that are very similar with us, things that I like, sports, and talks about youth sports, and talks about where he was when he started, plus he's doing marketing, so this is going to be a great one, and he, and he gets it. So Adam Lincoln-Auger is with us today, and he's a former ACC champion, not Big Ten so we'll be okay with that because we're big time country out here. But athlete and coach turned serial entrepreneur. We know those kind of guys. And owner of the world leader in basketball training. I love basketball. You've got to check this out. And authority online. Adam is the creator of several six and seven figure businesses and also a premium marketing authority consultant to multiple industry leaders. His specialty is building large, passionate communities around business and or influencers to create market celebrities. I love it. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm great, man. We're here in the Big Ten country. We're about oh seven minutes from Michigan State from the Breslin okay. Center. So we're real close to Tom Izzo over here, but they're having hey. a little bit of a struggle right now. We're not gonna go there, but Well, hey, I'm actually a, a UK fan, so okay. it's not it's not my year thus far either, <laughs> so I can relate. <laughs> now where did you play at in the ACC? Well, see I was I was a track athlete, high jumper at Clemson University. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, and I um, I got my degree, my undergrad degree, two years at University of Alabama, so roll tide. Two years oh. at Michigan, <laughs> two years. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> two <laughs> two years at Michigan State, and then two years at uh, for my master's at U of M. Awesome. So I'm I'm all over. Hey, I like it. I like it. So Adam, somebody comes up to you, man, and, and you're in a coffee shop or you're in a gym, and they you know see you coaching whatever, and they're like, hey, man, what do you do? What do you tell them? So I'm really bad at this. It's something okay. different every single time that I say it. And I was asked that actually earlier today. And the friend I was with said, you know, have you rehearsed that a few times? But <laughs> what I say at this point is I run online businesses that publish and sell information. Okay. So there's always follow up questions to that. But yeah. it, it at least kind of encompasses what I do. So that that's what I usually go with. Now, tell me a little bit about that. Let's let's expand into that, and we'll talk about your basketball program too. But let's really talk about what you do for entrepreneurs for a minute, because I think that's fascinating. And and it, it talks about building a brand, sort of, and a celebrity around yourself. And typically, who's coming to you, and and why should they be coming to you? Is it is it because we're in this world now where entrepreneurism is sexy and 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 it's it's a good thing, not not just a fly by night thing, but we have this opportunity now, like never before to not always just go to college and go to work and then retire. Is sure. that kind of where you are today and why? Well, you know, two two different types of people usually come to me and it's it's people who are extremely knowledgeable, your your coaches, your uh your local influencers who are looking for a, a larger audience. And then there's this other side, which kind of speaks to, to who you're talking about now. They're actually they're looking at, at fame. They're looking at this this idea of becoming somebody, something bigger than they currently are, and um, using the the use of social media to make that make that a possibility. 
So we, you know, there's social, everybody talks and we have clients that we do social media for and everybody's like, I got to get on the social medias and all that stuff. But how do uh -huh. we do, how do we do that? I mean, is it just publishing a bunch of stuff? Is, is there steps, you know, get, you can't reveal everything right now, but sure. what's your, you know, how do we do that? How do we make ourselves that celebrity or that person online rather than just post, you know, posting a bunch of stuff that no one's going to want to read anyway? Yeah, so my my first recommendation is always to figure out the who. Who in the in the hell do you speak best to? Who yep. do you want following you? Who do you want listening to you? And then figuring out where they're hanging out. So I'm a big believer in YouTube of all things um, because you have the opportunity to actually position yourself in front of the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm. uh, simply put, YouTube, obviously, it's a search engine. We go there when we're searching for solutions to problems that we're having. And YouTube gives us as creators the ability to put our content in front of those specific search terms. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize the power behind YouTube itself. And I'm glad you said it's a search engine because a lot of people don't even think of it like that. Mm -hmm. But really, that's what we do with YouTube. You know, how do exactly. we put our floor in? How do we, you know, and sports is a really good one too to, to really get. And we used it when we used to coach youth football. And you guys kind of took that to the next level. Talk a little bit about what you do with your basketball program. And I love basketball. And I, I really want to hear that story, maybe from the beginning of, you know, here you were, boy, and I've coached these guys, and we used to have a couple on our team that, oh, my God, I wish he's so passionate. He's mm -hmm. so hardworking. He's the best kid. He shows up five minutes early, leaves five minutes late, but he's really short and small. <laughs> and well, you, you see, yeah, you, you nailed our exact target market right there. So our competitors uh, have made the mistake of going out, and they're going after the eights and nines, the these NBA or high collegiate level, you know, the, the Tom Izzo type players sure. out there. Where our market is, we go for passion. We go for the twos, threes, fours who are, they're just looking to make their team. They're looking to get more playing time. They're looking to actually become someone in their school because they've never had that opportunity before. So obviously there, there's a much larger market there oh, yeah. than there is aiming at these eights and nines. So that's what we did with I Love Basketball is we decided, hey, our target market, they're going to YouTube and they're searching for help. They're searching for how to shoot a basketball, how to dribble a basketball, how to jump higher in terms like that. So we we decided, hey, we're going to concentrate with our YouTube channel on only putting out content to help these players. And now we've reached a point where we're coming up on a million subscribers and wow. uh, it, it brings in about 1,500 to 2,000 leads a day into our business just for free YouTube traffic. Wow. Yeah. And so you're using traffic to funnel in the people into the subscription service, correct? You you got it. So yeah, we, we, we have uh, set products and then we also have a subscription. So we bring in 15, 20 people to our subscription daily and then we sell around 40 or 50 products a day. Well, let's talk about that kid out there that maybe's listening too, because we get this all the time. You know, I come from a, um, a smaller school district. We had probably had 900 um, at the high school level called uh, high school uh, in the high school, about 900 students. You know, the percentages of those kids that are going on to D1, mm -hmm. I don't know, point one i don't oh. even know yeah it's small um, exactly in any sport um and then division two it's a little better maybe division three but the percentages that you're going to go on and play college ball anywhere or college sports let's say um and then pro is is pretty small correct you've got it exactly so as a as a person i i'm looking for can i get better size is not everything if i work hard enough are there paths for me to be able to be that athlete 
that I see on TV, maybe not necessarily at that level, but how do you really get somebody to that level and what does it take? You know, the, the typical athletes that come to us are, are lacking genetically. And I think that's fair to say they're, they're usually shorter. They're usually not as fast, not able to jump as high, not as strong. So that means that we need to really, really hammer technique and, and skill. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to compete from a genetic standpoint, but what we're able to do is outskill the competition. And then that's, what's going to be able to get you into that, that D three level, possibly D two. And, mm -hmm. uh, if genetics do play a role and can catch up D one, then can in fact become a possibility. Cause these guys that are making it guys and girls that are making it to D you know, to D one and then going on to play professional. I mean, there, there's something other than just work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was an undersized player that was fortunate to have a lot of athletic ability. And, um, even with my athletic ability, just due to my height, uh, for my position as a shooting guard, they're telling me, Hey, there's really no way that you are going to be that, that D one talent that you wanted to be. Let's go back a little bit. And I want to hear about when you, cause I imagine you just didn't wake up one day and go, I got it. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to purchase. I love basketball.com and we're going to start this online thing. And then we're going to start this authority online. So take me back to how did that YouTube training basketball people who, and kids and who weren't quite going to make that next one, but just wanted to get better. How did that come up? Well, it, it actually came up kind of a, as a spiteful reason to do something else with my life. I was, a <laughs> um, weirdly enough to say I was Good. a, um, um, I was in the Olympic trials for the high jump. I had gotten hurt right before the trials, oh. uh, lost my opportunity that I've been training years and years of my life for. Um, so and I just decided that day, well, Hey, if I can't do it myself, I'm going to help others do it. So that's where I started helping player. Well, helping athletes jump higher, assuming high jumpers and track athletes were going to be who kind of funneled to me. It wasn't the case. Everyone who came to me saying, Hey, I want to jump higher. were basketball players looking to dunk. So with basketball being my favorite sport, being something that I've played my entire life, um, it was very logical at that point to say, hey, if everyone's coming to me are in fact basketball players, we need to to take this to another level with basketball training. I brought in our first and, and only basketball trainer at this point, a guy named Rockula, and he's mm -hmm. been um, handling the, the basketball side since. How's it changed? I think now, you know, you talk about the number of leads that you get just from YouTube and now and I know a lot of the stuff that you're doing from reading your bio and talking to Esther, a lot of the stuff that you're doing with that. I love basketball is, is automated. It, same thing yeah. with authority online. What are some things that you've had to do as a business owner to really expand that growth and get to the point where you can, how do you really automate that? Is that some of the things that you teach in your authority online section too? Because I think as solopreneurs and people that are running themselves, we always have this need for, thinking that we need to have multiple staff members and how are we going to manage and grow? So how did you guys do that? And how did you really know that you could automate this process? Cause a lot of people don't get that. Exactly. And I mean that, that a lot of people will fall into, into this need to be using social media daily and social media tends to kind of take over the time that you need to grow the business. And it kind of, it kind of gets in a stalled situation at that point. So that was the first, um, the first thing that I concentrated on doing was I wasn't going to be stuck in social media. So we have one day a week that we do our Facebook, our Instagram. Uh, and then we have one day a month that we do our YouTube. 
Cool. And then that's it. So that means that the rest of the time that we have each month is about growing our business and working with clients. So that was the biggie, number one. And number two is we actually put in a chain of command um, with, for example, Rock being underneath me, and then we have people underneath Rock. Uh, you can't start out that way, of course. You kind of have to do it yourself. So just taking taking value of your time and not getting caught up uh, doing the little things and then concentrating on the big movers within your business. And that, of course, is like product creation, working with clients. Yeah, and the two things that I like, too, about what you talk about, one, I love the trenches, and I want to talk about that in a second because that really resonates with me, and I think a lot of people, if you guys go to authorityonline.com, scroll down a little bit and just look at the titles of some of the trenches because I think they're perfect, and everybody out there is listening who's an entrepreneur or business owner is going to nod their head when they see some of these titles. <laughs> I think one of my favorite, I use this when I go speak at events all the time, and one of my favorite quotes is something like, you know, inside of every small business, there's somebody slowly going insane. And, <laughs> and I can tell you, it's been the hardest thing I've ever done. But mm -hmm. as you start to learn some of these things, like, like you say, kill stress before it kills you and how to deal with haters and handle your business. I think there's a lot of these coaches would be coaches out there. And I think, you know, what I'm speaking of is, sure. um, here's how you can excel online and here's how you can take your single person business and give the world your gifts or whatever it is. But I think what I like about the trenches and then one of the few that I've seen that actually talks about business as business and, and the little things in it that, that you need to be careful of and talk a little bit about what you're talking to some of your customers about stress, about handling the business, about doing that traditional, like you were talking about earlier with Rocky is doing that traditional you know, hierarchy process, which most entrepreneurs think, well, I don't have to do that because I'm an entrepreneur. Old business ways go to the wayside, but doesn't sound like that's what you're teaching. Yeah, no, not at all. See, I'm a, I'm a big believer in adaption and I see with our business, we adapt. Honestly, it has to be every two weeks to every month in a business that's 10 years old. And on my own, I would in fact go crazy. Sure. And if I only counted on personal automation, meaning you know autoresponders, uh, email autoresponders, meaning uh, preset posts with like a meetedgar.com or something like that, the business would suffer dramatically. I feel very strongly saying that. Um, so having that hierarchy in place, having people in place to adapt along with the, the times adapt and continue to educate themselves with our business and yeah. with what's going on outside of our world is a massive, massive important part. Um, I'm not a big believer in the autumn, uh, automation of a business though. My business is for me personally automated. <laughs> I, I know how, wait many a minute, wait a minute, parts, yeah. right? <laughs> so I know how many moving parts that are going on. I still sure. get stressed from Iowa basketball every single day. Dude. I'm the one, yeah, I'm the one that that makes the big decisions and um, you know reaps the benefits and reaps the the negativity when when I'm I'm wrong. So there is still stress, and that will never go away, no matter how automated the business gets. Yeah. So what keeps that? <laughs> what keeps you up, man? What keeps you up at night with either one of your businesses? What are those things that you're worried about? Because sure. um, as your clients and as me looking on the surface, I'm like, yeah, man, this guy's got it together. But that's <laughs> well, all glad. facade, right? I'm glad. Solid marketing. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, like I fell for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think that we do a great job. I really do. I think that we have a lot to be proud of and a lot that, that we do right. But at the same time, we can always improve. Uh, we run into um, situations and issues just like any entrepreneur. We have things break. We make the wrong decisions. Um 
you know, we just recently, and I'll talk about it, I'm sure, as we go through this call. I mean, I made a, around $150,000 mistake last year that we're Ooh. still fixing and, and adapting and adjusting from. So just things like that. There's always ways, as long as we continue to push the envelope, there will be things that we do wrong. And um, those things will definitely stress you and keep you up at night. Yeah. And that's a mis- Yeah. And those are the things that keep me up too. I think cash flow is one thing that keeps me up and and big clients, and I worry about them, and things usually go pretty well. What's what's one thing, and I don't know, there's probably multiple things, but what's one of those things that you always have to, I don't want to say fix, because you're not really fixing somebody, but what's one of the things that as when entrepreneurs come in your door and come into your system, or you're working and consulting with some of these big guys, because I think the problems are all the same everywhere, they're just bigger in some of the bigger companies. But what are what is that one thing or one or two things that you are consistently having to go uh, do it this way? And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it comes down to overconsumption. So a lot of people come to us that have overconsumed. They've got way too many mentors. They've got way oh, too yeah. many coaches. They're on every blog post. They're on every podcast. And that causes a ton of confusion and I tend to get questions back you know from new clients especially that say hey why are we doing it this way why not why don't we do it like this guy and why don't we do so that's my number oh, do you, what one. do you say to when they say that oh I, I shut that down I shut that down <laughs> immediately say listen if we want to move forward we're doing it this way yeah, right. if we don't we don't that's totally cool but I only do that for things that I know will 100% work I mean I'm not I'm not stuck in my own ways by any means, Um, but I I make very clear that, hey, if you do it this way, it's going to work. If this is big, like with YouTube, for example, the way we do YouTube always, always yields great results, but that's also something we have a lot of pushback on, which is surprising, but it it occurs. And do you find, I know with a lot of our clients too, we find that, that, you know, they've been told before that you got to be on Facebook and you got to be on YouTube and you got to be Instagram and your website has to be mobile, which all those things are probably true at some point. But, you know, as far as asking them, well, what's your brand and, and who are you? What, you know, what do you want people to see you as? What's your, you know, what's your message and where's your brand standard guide? They don't know those questions. They don't know the answers no. to those questions. So I think typically people don't really know who they are. So they're selling a little bit of everything. Exactly. Yep. That, that is something that I see a lot of. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all over the place. And it really, for me, it, it comes down to what they have the most confidence in as we begin. Right. So what do they feel most confident in teaching to begin? Not what's the, the sexiest, not what's you know really popular right now within the market, but what do you feel the most confident in? From there, we can expand out and kind of concentrically grow and, and bring in clientele that way. Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com, that's freshwaterapparel.com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts, and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company, and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show so give me 10 years i know you've been doing this for almost 10 right 
Yeah, I'm just coming up on 10. I guess it'll be October. So, um, Are you where you wanted to be, you think, now? Are you, are you past where well, you thought you would be or have had no idea? I didn't know this level existed 10 years ago, to be honest. I mean, I, I got into something with cool. basketball that said, hey, if I, could make, if I could make a career and make this my only job at, you know, 25, 30 grand a year, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, I never imagined I'd take such a love and a passion for the business side and continue right. to grow and scale like we have. But 10 years from now, so right now we're the world leaders in online basketball training. I want to be the world leaders in offline basketball training. Really? So camps, clinics. Um, yeah, so that's our next big push is we're going to bring in coaching certifications. And uh, we have the reach across the world to, to put camps pretty much anywhere. We just need to have the systems in place to make that that happen now that's interesting to me because somebody who's online who sees this online you know automation business work like a champ right mm -hmm. and so what was it that you saw because you you must have saw something that said hey now this is physical we're going to do these camps in person why why did that make sense now well, you know, I think it makes sense for me just because at this point I look at I love basketball. The business is something that's bigger than me. Um, cool. You know, weirdly to say, I see it as such an opportunity to be massive, to be huge, to be something that will be a very important part to millions of basketball players throughout the years. And I want to just um, take every opportunity there to to let it grow, to be what it can be. Um, we've got a passionate staff behind it that I will, will never be the reason that they slow down with their innovation and their growth. So, um, you know, I love uh, kind of leading that that ship. You know, being a serial entrepreneur like this and, and into sports, especially youth sports, here I am thinking right away and I, and I think you probably know where I'm going. But I love basketball. Great. But why not? I love football and, and then mm -hmm. I love lacrosse and I love softball. I mean, you want to sure. talk about you know, youth sports where they are today versus where you and I grew up. Um, I mean, it's, a we got, well, I got parents that we don't, they don't see anybody. They're just on a, on a softball diamond all summer. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. has that thought crept into your mind or is that a no, no? Well, no, it, it has. I mean, it's something that we've looked into, um, quite, quite a few times over the last uh, decade. But what, what always comes back to us is, Hey, we're still only reaching, I don't even know the exact numbers, but maybe one, two percent of basketball players True. with I Love Basketball. So let's see what we can do here. Let's max that out. I'm not going to say that's not, never going to be a possibility in the future, but we just have so much of, uh, potential growth in basketball. That's what we'll concentrate on. So when you get to 100 percent of basketball players in the world. <laughs> Then, you got it. Exactly. Okay, good, good. When, when we're training every basketball player in the world, we'll, yeah. we'll I'll, move on. I'll call you next year. We'll see how it's going. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so you talk a little bit about the machine and we talk about machines running. And, and I think as CEOs and owners, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility and, you know, we have to keep everybody else moving mm -hmm. and, you know, we have to keep our staff involved and we have to keep the machine itself going. And when we're not there, we have to automate it somehow. You've done that. We've talked about that, but I want to know what you do because here we are, we've run, we're telling all these people what to do, right? I'm telling all my clients what they should be doing and you're telling all your clients what they should be doing. What do you have to do to make sure Adam's doing what he should be doing? You know, it, for or, me, it, it, it takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot because I'm, I, I'm the first to kind of fall off the wagon because I, I have a lot of people under me that I want to make sure that they're doing well. They're doing they're enjoying their job. They're getting sure. everything that they want. So honestly, it, it tends for me to fall 
physically before mentally. So I'll let myself go not sleep as much as I should be checking yep. in on people. Um, but from there, what I'm really concentrating on this year, especially is the physical side for me personally. And then I'm actually kind of reversing weirdly enough. I don't know if this is good for me yet, but I'm actually getting back in the trenches starting to get back into writing copy, getting back into writing emails and doing things that keep me close to the business because I noticed over the last year or so with Isla Basketball because I wasn't directly involved, you start losing touch and when you start losing touch, then the innovation, the growth starts to decline. So I'm definitely keeping myself and pulling myself a little bit more back into the business and then just being close to clients. Um, You know, I'm really enjoying working with people and not doing it from necessarily a financial benefit, which is a really neat. I'm not saying that that we don't charge by any means, but I'm doing it because I love to. It's only a small percent of our revenue in comparison to Isla Basketball. So it's definitely just something that keeps me waking up at night, keeps me excited, keeps me really, really pumped. We talk a lot about. I, I hate saying this, but it's in the question that I'll say it, but that work-life balance, and we can tell that you really like what you do and you love what you do. Um, you love basketball, you love what you're doing and working with, with the clients, and you can tell because you're, you know, you're getting back into doing the day-to-day stuff, which I think is smart. But you, you can't do it all the time. What do you do? I mean, how do you, especially in today's world, like you could basically run your company from your cell phone. How do you not do that all the time? Or is that a struggle for you? Are you not there yet? Well, it, one thing that really helped me out is, is actual having office space. Yeah, so I, we have, yeah, we have office space. We have, um, somewhat adaptable schedules where, um, we only meet a few times a week, but that's enough to say, Hey, we're all here face to face. We're all, uh, you know, we're all coming up with ideas. We're all talking through processes. We're thinking in a, in a room together. So that alone's big. We also do uh, trips. So we take, our entire staff will go and Airbnb a place. And uh, Rocky and I, who's um, my business partner for Isla Basketball, just got back from Columbia, which was, you know, just an incredible opportunity to, to just sit down with him and just come up with, hey, what are we doing forward? So I think that doing things like that and then just bettering myself outside of business helps from the life side of the standpoint, work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, doing things like pilot lessons is something I just started. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah. And I know we talk a lot about eating right. And we talk a lot about here on the business machine about exercising. I mean, those are all things that I think you're probably suggesting to some of your clients that you work with too. Like you can't mentally, you can't run a business. And I found this too, that you have to be in, it's almost like, you know, being an athlete at some point. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, completely. I completely agree. I mean, this is so mentally exhausting that it becomes physical for me. Yep, me too. So I'll, I'll get, yeah, so I'll get so tired mentally that I'll wind up taking a day off and just literally staying in bed. And that's when I know I've just, I've gone too far. I need to start watching what I eat and and start exercising and whatnot. So it sounds like one of your concerns is putting your employees (laughs) before yourself. And, And I think that's good. And I think that's a huge reason why we are where we are today too, and where you are, but they're our biggest asset, but it, it's hard to make sure that we're always doing right by them and doing what we best can. How do you, how do you make sure that you're always making those connections with people that maybe you don't come in contact with all the time or you don't have an opportunity because everything's going so well, you don't have an opportunity to say, Hey man, nice job. How do we make sure that they're as passionate as we are and our day to day liking what they do? 
So I've kind of got a pretty controversial um, strategy to hiring and um, pay, payment. So anyone who I so-called hire has to do a one-year internship with me first. Really? And when I say one year, that's they work with me in my hometown. Uh, I mean, Rocky slept on my floor, believe it or not. This was, <laughs> you know, six years ago. We we weren't nearly where we were now. Um, but he slept on my floor in my house and moved down to where I lived. And he worked with me for a year with bare minimum payment. Um, just a, just a, you know, it's not so much just a proved loyalty standpoint, but also it's, it's a matter of, of them learning everything. And then at that point we bring them into a profit share. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's not a salaried position. It's, it's a profit share. And through that year's time, everyone who I, I've used this, this type of, uh, kind of interesting weird strategy on not only have they learned everything really well through that year but they brought in personal ideas to make more money and then with the profit share they come out and they they do much better than they were expecting yeah that's interesting i think rocky's probably doing okay right now yeah he's doing well (laughs) and i like that and that's what's cool about that's what's exciting about you know what i always think because i used to get paid every two weeks and i was a, a a teacher for a long time had a great job retirement all that stuff i threw all that in the garbage but <laughs> some days i think it's all right but that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is if you want to do something like that you can yeah i agree i mean I you agree. have that opportunity to bring people in and say look man this is a place that you can do whatever you want and make whatever you want and that's not like that in the corporate world much anymore anyway mm-hmm. exactly Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are. And we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517 899 Four five three three, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. So as we wind down here, let me just ask you a few quick questions here, and give me a quote that you like and something that you share. I was that cheesy teacher, like I talked about before, and pass out (laughs) quotes all the time, but I don't really care what people think about me. So, what's one of your quotes that you like? So my my favorite quote has always been. uh, I remember hearing this from a, I believe it was like a rec ball coach at the time. It was. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Right. So, you know, it's just, it, it kind of is one of those quotes I feel like we've all heard, but I really like to think about that. And, it, you know, whenever I'm in a tough spot, I literally think about this cheesy quote and just say, hell, let's do it. Yeah. And I think you have to do that. I, I, I know that for me, and I'm tough on myself, I mean, you have to say those kind of things almost daily to, you know, it's like, hey, it's only a matter of how much you're going to want it, and how hard you're going to work at it. And, if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? And no, I do like that a lot. I think that's something that has to be a mantra almost in today's entrepreneur madness. I agree. So give me a business book, man, that I'm going to read more and set on my shelf, read more than the first 20 pages. Cause I, <laughs> sure. do, that. I do that. Yes. I'm the exact, I've, I've read the first 20 pages of what seems like every business book. Yeah. And then um, they get too hard and it's like too complicated. I'm like, eh, I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah. So what I did is I went to very actionable books, kind of cool. like um, 
the book Ask by Ryan Levesque, yep. uh, books like Advertising Secrets of the Written Word, Joe Sugarman. I, we love Joe Sugarman. We love uh, copy within our business. It's something that we've all kind of taken a, a passion for. Yeah, Ask is interesting, Ryan Levesque. He was supposed to be on here, and then I think he had a kid or something. I can't remember. And so we're trying to get him back on the show, too. Oh, cool, cool. That's an interesting top. I really like Ask. I think it's it's not very complicated, really, if you really read down to what it is. And I really like that way of thinking where you're asking yeah, it, for things. Yeah, it can make such a difference, especially we, we all have, have these communities, but we, we truly don't know them that well. And this is something that I'm learning even with ours now is we can do a better job with just simply asking and figuring out what our markets truly want. So Adam, tell me if you could have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? You know, I really, really like this question. For me, there were, there were a few that came up in kind of the tech space. Um, but the current person in tech that I just, I paid a lot of attention to that I find fascinating is Mark Cuban, just because he's a basketball guy. Sure. I, I think there's a part of me with Mark Cuban that I want to have dinner with him just so I could like maybe pitch him and <laughs> yeah, say, listen, right. we're, I love basketball. Let's do this thing. You know, what I can think we it'd do? be perfect for him. <laughs> but, um, he was the one that came to mind that I, I decided to stick with. Yeah. He's an avid listener, I'm sure. So he'll hear this show and, and uh, call you, I'm sure. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys use there technology software wise that, you know, it was a big part of, of what you guys do daily that you just couldn't live without? So for us, it would be Slack. Yeah. So we're, we're all on Slack. We are bugging each other constantly, nonstop. I, I use it with clients. I use it with our team. So it, it's definitely the, the go-to software for me. Yeah, we, we use Slack here. It was a game changer for us because we were emailing each other at our staff and we're right next to each other, you know, here in our office. And, and we really cut down on our email. And Oh, yeah. We were one of the early adopters of Slack, too. And it was really cool for me to see... And we were like, oh, we found this cool little neat software called Slack. And then all of a sudden they're starting to do national TV advertising. <laughs> right, like, well, exactly. Who is this? Yeah, the first commercial I saw, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I know. Is, is this hooked up to my computer? What's going on? That, yeah, that was really cool to see. I had um, that same feeling because I saw the hashtag. I'm like, that looks like Slack. I'm like, holy shit, that is Slack. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's kidding. We need to get off our computers. That That's what that says. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, it's cool, man. And I, I'd like to think it was because we started using it so early. Oh, for sure. Oh, I know it was. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, there's two businesses and, and I don't want to, you know, we talked a little bit about, I love basketball, but you know, obviously I love basketball. It's a pretty easy way. We can search that on YouTube. We can get connected into your funnel system there and really get some training videos. But how can we best use you and your resources at authority online? If we're not into basketball, what are some other things that you know, somebody out there listening go, I really don't even know what this authority online is. Who can best use that and who are you looking for and who can you help? So with authority online, we're we're really looking for for those who have who have knowledge, for for those who have something that they know that if they can just get out there, get out to the world, spread the word that they can help people and they that's really what they're after. That's really what they want to do. So with Authority Online, um, you know, you, you go to the website, there really isn't much of a so-called funnel with it or anything sure. like that. It is something that you opt in. I email when I have good content. I email when I feel that I can help. And then we have my Facebook page and my, my personal Facebook page where if people contact me and ask me questions, I answer everyone. Um, just because I, I really wish I would have had someone that would just kind of go along and help me throughout the process and 
um, you know, long, long story short, I, I love to help people. So, uh, people friend me and then they can ask me questions and that's kind of the, the free authority online sure. experience. And then after that, if they want More. to really take it to the next level, that's something that we do kind of on a per client basis. Cool. A couple more things before we get to the last question. What's your favorite thing, man? Because, you know, as a as a CEO and as a teacher, I think it's very similar for me. And and I liken it to those when I was teaching video and film, those those moments where a student would would get it and they would go out and they'd make this thing and it would be just badass. And I'm like, oh, my God, they got it. That to me is super satisfying. And the CEO, it's when, you know, when, when, when we get somebody who was an intern who then is part time, who then is full time and you know, that's grown with us. I think that that's cool. What is it for you in either business that, that makes you go, yeah, man, you're doing the right thing because those are few and far between. And it's great when you see them. What does that yeah. see? For me, it is organic lead generation within someone's business. So it's where we build a following, whether it be on social media, um, blogging, whatever it may be. But they, they see every day they see leads coming in their business. And then that to me becomes sustainable and it, yeah. it reaches a level where, hey, you actually have a business here. It's not you know, product to product, it's not launch to launch, but it is daily leads that will be coming through your sales process and hopefully be becoming customers. Cool. We both sound dorky as hell right now, but I love it. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm excited about that. It's so bad. It's like a, my wife is a, a PA. She shakes her head every time I get excited about stuff like that. So you're such a dork. I don't. Oh, I I know. Whatever. I could talk about the nerdy stuff nonstop. It's <laughs> All right, man. Last thing. In you know, here we are running our businesses, and and you know we'll do this, and we'll retire at some point, I guess, or we'll move on, and and. Uh, what do you think and, and what do you hope that Adam's legacy will be after you're said and done and after you've done all you can possibly do and you're hanging up the shoes from that last time? What do you what do you hope that legacy is? I hope that internally I, I changed a lot of lives within our business people who loved what they did when they decided and said, hey, I'm putting my life into your uh, vision. I want them to look back and say, wow, I'm so glad that I went on that ride. And then from the outside world, I just want, you know, I want all of our customers, all of our clients or, you know, I love to say all, but we, we know the truth there. Um, <laughs> the, the majority of our customers and clients to say, you know, like that was, he was helpful. He was thoughtful. He was sincere and he made a difference in my life. Cool. Well, man, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish I would have? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. No, I think you pretty much covered everything. Cool. Um, you know, I'm glad you didn't ask about my jump shot. Yeah. How's that? Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> yeah. Mine is awful. <laughs> it's getting to the point where my boys, I mean, my one son's six foot one, I'm five ten and a half. I'd like to put out there, Very um, nice, yeah. but, <laughs> but he can school me big time. Now it's <laughs> Not not fun anymore. Not fun. Yeah, see, that's me. I used to be the little player that would try to do athletic jump in the air and do cool. Not anymore. Now I just stand in the corner and hope uh, hope the ball doesn't come my way. Cool. Well, hey, Adam, it was really <laughs> nice to talk to you, man. I really appreciate your time here. You got a fascinating story and definitely some good resources on all ends, both Authority Online and I Love Basketball. So I really appreciate your time here, man. 
Brian, thank you so much. It, it was an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Cool. We'll be in touch. That was Adam Lingenauger from I Love Basketball and also Authority Online. Check him out. He's easy to find. We'll have all that in the show notes. If you're out there and you're listening, I don't care what age you are, even if you're in an old man's rec league, I Love Basketball could definitely help you. Maybe I will use that and surprise my sons and take them out. That would be sweet. I will videotape that, Adam, and send it to you. That sounds awesome. But you got to post it because it would be worth it. You'd get some hits Done. on that. All right, Done. cool. I, I, I recorded that. <laughs> so that was Adam Lincoln. And again, we're going to have everything in the show notes. Great guy. Thank you guys for listening. And again, if you have any guests for us, we'd love to have them on here. We'd love to talk to business owners, people that are passionate like Adam is too. And remember, you guys, try to make everyone around you better than you are. That's what a great leader does. Again, I'm Brian Town with Michigan Creative and The Business Machine. We'll see you on the next episode.